0: met this I met this chick we are both gymnastics moms and I am so excited she has always intrigued me she's had an amazing life and um, she did my very first real photo shoot so I'm super proud of all the photos and um, I wanted to share with you guys so welcome Robin Dodd to the podcast Robin Dodd
1: It up on the wall or presenting it obviously in your business um you know in a photo, you can transform the way a person feels and that is reflected to the outside. So for their career or education, I remember a girl telling me that she got into Juilliard. She felt she got into Juilliard because of my photo. I took a picture of her with her violin, her fiddle. And you know what I mean? So you could get a job promotion, you could get... Mm-hmm. People are going to view you the way that if, you're, if you feel beautiful and you feel like a celebrity, you feel like you're doing a Vanity Fair shoot. I felt that way. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, it's going to radiate, and there's a good photographer that's can, someone who can connect with you. Then, um, Because I think people think quantity so much, where,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, for me, you know, you go in, the session fee is $190, and that includes makeup. And then if you're going to buy an image for $190, then Welcome to the sweet life of oh, no. oh, Stephanie J yeah.
0: Hey, welcome to Getting Made with Stephanie J. Getting Made with Stephanie J is a podcast for women who are on the edge of change, who just need a little motivation, information, and inspiration to push past what's getting the, keeping them stuck, any obstacles from their past, and move them to the life they really want to present to the world. Getting Made is getting your mind right, getting your attitude in check, getting a dream and a drive, and getting your energy up through exercise and eating right. And that's what this podcast is for. This podcast is being presented to you to provide inspiration information information and motivation to push you past those obstacles and it's being sponsored by your sweetest life your sweetest life is yoursweetestlife.com is where you can find all of the information you need to push past that there's a blog post if you like to read the podcasts are there. You can find all of my favorite shopping and um, shopping spots and even some of the, sp- the things I like to shop for and you can click right there and purchase them. So yoursweetestlife.com and that spot right there will take you to everything you need to move into the life that you want to have. I'll get your clothing together, get your uh, houseware stuff together, and also get your mind and your attitude, your dream and your energy up. So thank you so much for being part of this podcast. For those of you who are your first time listening, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you so much. And those of you that have been around for a while, thank you for sticking out with me. If you um, find this inspiring or motivational or the information is good for you, please share it with someone who you think it might help. Um, every time that you share it, and also if you're on Apple, please give me a five-star review. Every time you do a five-star review, guess what? More women get to be inspired and get information and inspiration and motivation. That's what I'm here for, to really see women live their sweetest life. So I'm going to go ahead and stop talking at this introduction and move on to the podcast for the week. This week's episode is once again sponsored by Your Sweetest YourSweetestLife.com. Com. Thanks, ladies, and keep reaching for your sweet. Right now, Robin is in a robe yep. and, and, a, and a mom bun. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I'm bringing you Rob- Robin Dodd from Robin Dodd Photography and Robin Dodd from so many other things that she does, but oh. I'm going to let her, Robin, tell us a little about who you are and what you do. Well. <laughs> this could be a two-hour what you do. It <laughs> could.
1: I am a Texan. I'm originally from Texas, and um, I lived in Nashville for 10 years. My husband and I moved there so he could do songwriting, and I could do whatever I was going to do. Um, I wanted to sing. I am a singer, but I didn't do any singing in Nashville, which is really ironic and strange. It's kind of It kind of goes back to the whole dream thing, like we're talking about. I moved there uh, with him, and I was teaching school, and I loved that. Um, but I couldn't, you know, when you move state to state, you have to renew all the licenses and stuff okay. like that. Yeah. And it wasn't, um, you know, no re- reciprocity, is that what you call it, between Texas and Tennessee. Okay. So I ended up teaching theater and then I had just started doing photography um, in Texas a couple years earlier, part time. And so I was sort of decided, discovering that and what that was about. And then we adopted our girls from Ghana, West Africa, the next year in 2008. And so I really became a Mm part-time photographer and a full-time mom. And we lived there for hmm, till 2013. And then that's when we met because Grace and I, okay, so I had my little gymnast who was a really good little gymnast. And there was nowhere for her to train in Nashville, Tennessee. And my options were Atlanta. Or Cincinnati, a place mm-hmm. I had never been.
0: Oh, I didn't realize you'd never been to Cincinnati when she's here.
1: Oh, my Mm-mm. gosh. Yeah, I had a high school friend from Azle, Texas, who lived in Westchester. And they went to what, Lakota, those schools. And so she had visited me in Nashville and was talking about how cool Cincinnati was. And huh. so that had kind of just happened. And so when I literally Googled where, where were the good gyms? Mm-hmm. In this country, and in the Midwest, up popped Cincinnati Gymnastics, and um, so I decided, okay, I really do I want to fight the Atlanta traffic? No, oh God, yeah, oh, <laughs> and God. That, that answered it for me because I really had no idea that Mary Lee was that <laughs> she ran Cincinnati Gymnastics. Like I had no literal clue, and so I talked with Rachel, and I kind of been getting put off by just the different people around Nashville that I was talking to about gymnastics. And I thought, well, if these people, are, if they're not nice, I don't know what I'm going to do. And so <laughs> I called and Vicki might've still been and She was so nice. Rachel called me, you know, Grace was level four. I think Nia was a level five or something. Cause that she wasn't in our level that first no, year. No,
0: she wasn't.
1: She wasn't. And so I talk with Rachel. And you know, when they're little and they train like that, all there's, they're all kind of crammed in like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, I think you can do it if you do fast track Wednesday morning. And so we just started coming up here and we'd never oh, been. Wow. Here. Yeah. And that was the year that it snowed seven times blizzards that winter. Do you remember that when we came back from Columbus and it was, oh, it took seven hours?
0: I, forget that. I remember when you first started bringing Grace up, I was like, who's this white woman bringing this black child <laughs> up? Oh, I said, oh, she must be like a little helper or something to the family. <laughs> She's a helper. Well, Grace oh God, works the other day. It was hilarious with Grace with
1: <laughs> the skyline, and her- one of the girls there was like, your mom is so light-skinned. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She didn't want to say... Your mom is white. Your mom and, is white, and so, <laughs> but yeah. But so for
0: those of you out who don't know, Robin <laughs> adopted two daughters from Ghana. Like, and I guess mm-hmm. I was only that was two thousand eight. That seemed like that was, I guess, can't believe it. that was like ago. that, not that long ago. Like,
1: well, it t- some ways it feels like yesterday, in other ways it feels like it was twelve. It'll be twelve years ago in September.
0: Wow, that is a long time. I guess, yeah,
1: I know, and um, yeah. So we started that trek, and we people were like, how could you do that? How could you just, how could you come up here? Because grace was the very beginning level in gymnastics. And I, I said, well, when I was here for a month, I knew this was such an incredible place. And I thought, well, we've got to make it work. And, um,
0: yeah because you guys drove up like every like on the like every week, and then somebody would he would stay with somebody
1: and then well, we would drive up Tuesday, she and I, and we'd get here by the four thirty practice because you know they're at night, and then um we would do Wednesday morning and then Wednesday night practice, and then Thursday night this is something I could not do now as a fifty two year old woman <laughs> Thursday night we would go home, we would leave after practice, and you know we would leave at like nine o'clock. Oh my we would God. drive home to Nashville through through Kentucky in the winter. And I would say, Sean, aren't you going to wait up by the door? I mean, what, aren't you worried about us? <laughs> now I know you're going to get there. Like when I would come home, at would be <laughs> 1:30 in the morning because we would gain an hour. We would gain an hour because uh-huh. it's central time there. Get out of my emails. And um, we did that until the summer. And then this is something really talking about flow or manifesting or just mm-hmm. sort of, Looking at where you want to go because I didn't have any real anxiety about where we were going to stay in the summer. Um, Amy, our friend, for a gym mom, she was like, "Come on over to the barn and check it out with me." And I was like, "Okay, cool." And we were literally going to look at the horses. She had a horse here, and she said, "You guys should move into the white house um, because nobody's there and nobody's oh, in this wow. other house." Yeah, and I we had had a sublet for the summer because we wanted to all be together. Mm-hmm. And, um, so we moved into this farmhouse and we thought we were just going to stay for a little while, but we'll, you know, we've been here six years, right? Seven, no, since 2014. So, so that's yeah. something
0: you desire to like, to, well, obviously to move to Cincinnati and find some place.
1: Well, what I think is fascinating is like, if you start to put your mind on something and you, you, you think, um, right before we started doing this, Sean and I were looking at a lot of horse farms. We oh were looking at <laughs> in Nashville and they, we couldn't afford them. It wasn't in our budget. We we weren't going to sell our house and um we just started driving on Sunday. You know, the Sundays when you can just drive around casually looking at things that mm-hmm. <laughs> those days were soon over after that. But um that's what we did. And once we plopped ourselves down in this, farmhouse we we're sitting here in the winter fireplace is blazing and i was like well i guess we manifested this we're sitting on a farm we don't own it hey. so we don't have that responsibility but we have the beauty the horses and um this eighteen, twenty, or however old it is uh, but yeah it was that was a real struggle and mm-hmm. did you see that article that was on i've shared it on facebook and a, people started really sharing it about your comfortable life is killing you. Oh God. Yeah.
0: You know, you know, I totally believe that, you know, I'm totally like 100% like comfort is, was it say? Comfort is the enemy of success or something like that. Yes. When you're really comfortable, that's when Uh you're probably least going to be successful. Yeah. I'll have to find that article.
1: Yeah. It's really, um, it's really great because I think that was, we would get a lot of questions about our life and I would, kind of refer to it as purposeful uncomfortableness. Mm. Um, and, you know, sort of we we did get a little out of control when we were driving up here with the kids. Our big girls went to school in Nashville and they had to leave. They would leave with Sean every Friday and spend the weekend here. And then oh, I would drive back with them. So the parent was switching out every nine days. So for Sean and I, we would each spend a week and a weekend here and um and so it was high stress. It's hard on a marriage, you know you're I bet the reentry is not easy when you come in and you've been by yourself for a whole week and in a weekend, and you start re-entry. To relax.
0: I love it sounds like a rocket launch <laughs> coming back yeah. into space coming back into the uh the atmosphere yeah. after being in space
1: <laughs> it was and and so I was always qualifying, like to the kids, I would say well, daddy and I are just, we're just having a little bit of a, you know, like you don't want to just be bickering. Um, so we would try to be really communicative with our kids. So, you know, cause I grew up in the seventies where well, your parents would yell at each other and then they would never tell you why
0: yeah. they just
1: run off and you're just left there going well. And um, so that, that became difficult. And that's why we decided to move here. All of us, we decided to sell our house and we did. And then I opened shop down in um, over the Rhine, and I had that yeah. studio. Mm-hmm.
0: That was pretty cool. So, I mean, when you, when you said back in Nashville, you said you just kind of like were taking pictures part-time. How did this become something that you knew was going to be something that you loved and you could do well?
1: Well, first I had been an actor and a singer, and I was so self-absorbed that I would just love, you know, being photographed because I was <laughs> – that's how we that's why we get along so well. <laughs> In our twenties and thirties, it was like me, 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 you know. And and then um then I I would have never thought that I would want to take pictures of other people. And um I did make that transition and it was because I was teaching school. Really, I'm gonna tell you what it was. I was teaching school freshman English it was very intense 2005 and I was I went to the doctor because I was stressing out and he said can you quit your job tomorrow (laughs) and I said no (laughs) and so he suggested I, I started doing hot yoga Mm-hmm. and I did it six days a week and while I was in there I was in a meditative state for at least an hour and a half every day and it came to me it literally came from the heavens I was sitting there and I and it was like a voice that said buy a camera mm. take out a loan and buy a camera a real camera and so I did and I bought the same equipment that I, well, not the same camera, but like my light and all this other stuff is the same that I use today. And, um, I met a guy who was like, don't overthink it. Don't get all these lights. Just get one big, beautiful spot, you know, like a high fashion light, which is what I use for my portraits. And I started taking pictures of my students doing their senior pictures. And, I still kind of do. Um,
0: oh, you do amazing senior pictures. All the ones I've seen you do, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like,
1: thank you. I Okay, Stephanie, do you cut this at all? I can. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm going to, no, don't cut it off, but I'm going to, I've got to yell at this dog and then I'm going to get him out. <laughs> get, get, get out of here. Get, get, get,
0: get. And this is real life podcasting. Go on. Um mothers up. and women. Oh. <laughs> this is real life. <laughs> Jesus, take pets and children, pets and children. Oh
1: my God. And Sean's like, well, why don't y'all just do it at home? I'm like, this is why, Sean. This is why.
0: This is why. <laughs> I know my dog's hiding somewhere because he, oh, there he is. Okay. He's behaving himself. So.
1: <sighs> okay. So yeah. So that, that hot yoga changed my life and it made me so present and focused. And, mm. um, I was just, thinking, you know, I didn't know how to do Photoshop. I didn't know how to do anything, but take the picture. But I think that some of my pictures, if I look at them way back, there isn't a difference in, I think, the ability to capture somebody's spirit, you know, capture somebody's connect. You know, there's pictures are about connection. And um, so that really hasn't changed for me, but definitely my retouching and Cause Sean would say, this is just a picture of a person. <laughs> like, what? And, and really he was talking about, it needs to say something. It needs to oh, tell okay. a story. It It's just, you know, back then he, I would think you always think maybe, maybe you don't, but I was like, this is a great photo. And he said, well, you know, <laughs> you need to really, you know, so I definitely took a lot of, Online classes through Sue Bryce, who, if you love photography, is an incredible mentor. Well, she's got one of those online communities, and um, I think she was probably one of the first people to create a big space for women to come to to learn Sue Bryce education.
0: That's so cool.
1: It is because the journey is really emotional in so many ways when you're talking about selling for your business, or there's so much mental. There's so much mental that goes along with it and shame around money and guilt around money and how to believe in yourself and have worth that you're offering a service an experience, and experience um, and that's really what it's about. You know, it's not really selling, shoot, it's really selling the experience, I think. Transformation. And most
0: people who don't do a photo shoot or even think like I had my first photo like real photo shoot with you. And I never you done I like never had a real photo shoot. Never in my life.
1: Oh I mean, my gosh.
0: Just with my iPhone and me in a stand and a clicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is it. Um, so I you know have never besides you know those family portrait you take with everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right.
0: It is definitely. And I, and having known that, like not knowing like, oh, this, you know, this costs a lot of money, but now I see the value. Like after I saw the product, I saw the value and it's like, I will now always like never question paying for a photo shoot because you capture the way the photographer, a real good one can capture like what you're trying to express and what you're trying to put into the world.
1: Well, yeah. And Sean and I were talking about that, that, um, when you, you know, to value, photography. Now, I I didn't really understand it in the beginning either, because I started back in the day when everyone handed over a disc, you did a lot of photos. And what I realized is that a digital photo doesn't mean much. Because as I've gone back, I've been doing it this week, looking through my archives of pictures, you'll see a million photos that you totally forgot about. Mm. And you're like, oh my gosh, look at this picture. Look at that one. But the value comes from sticking it up on the wall or presenting it, obviously, in your business. Um, you know, f- in a photo, you can transform the way a person feels and that is reflected to the outside. So for their career or education, I remember a girl telling me that she got into Juilliard. She felt she got into Juilliard because of my photo. I took a picture of her with her violin, her fiddle. And you know what I mean? So you could get a job promotion, you could get, mm-hmm. people are going to view you the way that if you're, if you feel beautiful and you feel like a celebrity, you feel like you're doing a Vanity Fair shoot. I felt that way. <laughs> yeah. Then you, it's going to radiate and there's a good photographer that's can Someone who can connect with you then. um Because I think people think quantity so much where, mm-hmm. you know, for me, you know, you go in, the session fee is $190 and that includes makeup. And then if you're going to buy an image for $190, then you might be like, good God. But really, you know, you might only need one photo and you don't really have to buy anything you don't absolutely love and you shouldn't, but you would be like, okay, I'm going to get these two images. This is going to last me a while, you know, until I decide I want another one. Because I've met people, especially when I did weddings, and they would say, um, oh, I had 80 photos, and they all were horrible. Mm. But they were thrown on a disc, and then maybe they paid $500 for all of it. So it really isn't about quantity, but you know, it took me a long time just to get um, to know my worth and business. Mm. And it's still very hard for me because I can talk a big talk. I run around and talk to women who are scared to get in front of the camera and they love to tell you that they're not photogenic.
0: Oh, I've heard that. I've heard women say that so many times, or they don't want like even a picture taken with an iPhone because they're like,
1: Oh, you know, here, here's me. Okay. So I have this, my eye, okay. You know how now on the iPhone you have those little emojis that talk, you know, your little people on the, Oh yeah yeah. (laughs) Oh, so I send one to Grace or to Mariama, who's in college, and I have, like, a heavy eyelid on one side because I'm getting older, and our face falls a little, and I my emoji's eyelid looks like it's winking, and I'm, like, <laughs> I'm freaking out. Oh, gosh. And I know, and I'm like, you know what? My eye is... I'm obsessed with my eye, you know, and the girls, every uh, photo, you probably look (laughs) at that eye. (laughs) Yeah, because it's heavy lidded. My eyes have always been kind of heavy lidded. And I'm just thinking, wow, we really obsess Mm -hmm. over something silly. And we don't, need to do that. And I need to be in the photo. It's like when you and I took that photo out on the street
0: mm-hmm. and
1: here I was, no makeup. And and I thought, well, this is Stephanie. She's excited about what we did. And <laughs> I'm not going to rip myself apart in this Instagram photo because that is ex- goes exactly against what I'm Trying to provide for other people.
0: And that's why I think I started posting more pictures of like just au naturel, like lips yeah. chapped in the morning, hair not done. Mm-hmm. Because I want women to feel like, you know, you don't have to come on here and be like all made up. Like just be you and be okay with like the fact sometimes I put a picture out there, in my husband be like, Uh, why did you <laughs> post it? I'm like, just leave it alone. Yeah. I'm not yeah. trying to be perfect. I'm trying to be present.
1: <laughs> right. And <laughs> And there's, there's something to be said for that because sometimes do you ever think with social media that we're on it so much and we're scrolling so much and we're looking at other people's lives? It's such a surreal feeling because we're both, you know, the same, we're the same age, I think. Mm -hmm. And we come from a time where we remember what it was like to not have a GPS and not (laughs) have your life completely like a, a reality show because that's I'm so what we're glad doing. for
0: that like when I think back to teenagers I am so thankful that I am I yeah. was the, the time before videos could capture everything
1: <laughs> right and it's so loud I told you no <laughs> life is so loud right now it's yeah. just such a rattle in your head and um, yeah so I really struggled so my girls we all moved here and we they went to school And when they graduated, two of them went off to college and I was asking myself the whole year, I was taking a break from photography and thinking, what am I, do I still find merit in for myself doing this? Hmm. Because I love to write, but writing is difficult to, once you get it down on the page, it feels like therapy, but Hmm. it's, it's really hard. It's something Sean doesn't really understand when I say. That's a, that.
0: I totally get that. Yeah, writing
1: a story that. or just. I've been to, writing yeah. my
0: book, and like I, therapeutically, I've been writing it in a notebook. But now I have to transcribe it into a mm-hmm. readable book, mm-hmm. and I'm like stuck. Like I'm like, okay, I know I need to move forward on this, but I'm like, this is totally different than. Creating something someone's going to read and needs to flow and needs yeah, to draw them in. Then just writing down my thoughts.
1: <laughs> and you'd rather do anything. Like I'll I'll scrub the bathtub before I want to sit. That's why I started getting up at six and sitting in here and and saying, okay, I've got to do my critical thinking and my writing. And you're half asleep. And I wrote an essay about being seen, women being seen in photographs. And I found it the next day and I was thinking, did I write that? I, don't, wow. I barely remember that because that was, you know, five in the morning. I was half asleep. But um, yes, yeah, so I did decide that that form of storytelling for me, because I love photographing women, mm-hmm. love photographing their children. I do families, but I really like capturing a a kid, especially at the tween age where we don't pay much attention. Our kids are babies and we love to take five thousand photographs or we love to take mm-hmm. a million photographs when they're graduating or in their sporting events. But we don't capture them when they're really confident at like eight or nine or ten and they're Oh yeah, I never thought about it like that. Yeah, that we just that's kind of hopefully um, where they haven't been introduced to a lot of self-doubt. And so they're just so confident, you know, and I loved photographing them at that age. So I decided, yeah, I'm going to, um, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to story tell this way. And I believe you can't, do you believe that you can do more than one thing? Obviously you do. Oh you're
0: yeah. Doing it. Uh, yes. 100%. I agree. <laughs> yes. And you may not be able to do all of them like a hundred percent, but you can definitely do more than one thing. Yes.
1: Yeah, and you kind of, I think that i read they call it like creative multitasking or something where you move closer to the each little thing, the finish of each thing. And um, instead of hyper-focusing on getting up and writing that book, you know, I, I'll try to write five pages a day of something. And um, yeah, but I think... It, I, I don't want to say it our age, but you know, when the kids get out of the house, I, I think I, I really am thinking about, do I want to do, you know, the hustle of a business and mm. and constantly promoting yourself? And But I do think if you can just make that connection, that's when people will find you. And I'm trying and I'm getting back into it. I'm not trying. I am getting back I into am.
0: How has how, how has photography been like? I know you've talked a little bit about it throughout your life, but as far as with your family and um, how has that been? How has it really played into part of your life? Like, how how is it connected
1: with your life? Well, the kids, it's connected in the way that I have a lot of assistance. Sean, you know, he he is so great about helping me. Like he helped me with my studio, helping me transport everything. This is not an emotional thing, but it's it is in that he's, you know, like your husband, they're just mm-hmm. right there. They are, yeah. Lucky that way and um I have given my girls jobs very young to you know, and I think, you know, your kids are watching you, so um I'm making them hold a, you know, hold this V flat or stand right here or you know especially when I was in the studio and the girls were downtown across the street at mm-hmm. school they worked for me a lot for free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what some of these kids want to get paid? <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. And so that, um, but it is difficult. I, I think, and I've noticed this about myself. Um, you know, I have I struggle with. What are we going to call it? I mean, ADHD or just, you know, it really is feeling, sometimes I can feel really manic about something and I put so much of that energy into my kids, helping them get into school and putting myself last Um, because I know there are people out there that can do both. But it's like you've heard where they say you can only do two things a day. Self-care, be with your family. Self-care. Job, mm-hmm. self care, your art—you know—you can't really cram eight things in one day because something will suffer. That's
0: true. And
1: I lost a friend in Nashville. We lost a lot of friends in our our neighborhood of East Nashville. But uh, my friend Tammy, she started a bookstore called Fairy Tales and More. Uh, the year right, they opened the week we got the girls, and that was the first place we went. And she was from south dakota and i'd never met anyone from south dakota and she was this redheaded spitfire and uh one time i was stressing on keeping my business going it was probably 2012 and she said she was always t- talking to you in these these conversations as if she kind of knew what you needed to hear without you asking for it and she said you're going to have a long time to be creative and Right now, you're a really great mom, and you're enjoying this time with your kids. It's okay. You're gonna you're gonna get back there because I remember mm. stressing about it, and um, and she was she was right because that's exactly what happened later. You know, we moved. I got my studio.
0: Mm, wow.
1: Yes, I learned how to in, you know, in-house sales and transform to an experience, not just a hey, I'm gonna <laughs> throw this disc of photos and hit you in the head with it and see, you know, see you around. You know, it wasn't like that. It was a more, it became a boutique experience. And um, that's so cool. Yeah, so I think that's, but that's a struggle, and I really I see people do that, and I'm, I'm always blown away, it, especially young women. They have all that energy and they're, they've got a little kid on the hip and they're, they're just knocking it out of the park. And I'm like, okay, well, I want to watch Mad Men. You know, that's what I'm thinking. (laughs) But it's funny because I don't really see as many young women
0: doing it as I do see women who are experienced like ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I don't know if it's generational or if it's this, you know, we didn't know any different or, you know, we just were raised around that, like do Mm -hmm. it, do it, do it, do it, you know, work hard. I feel like I see more young women complaining about like, maybe not having the energy that we have to like pursue life.
1: Right, I think we're like Generation Xers, and so we come from the generation where our parents threw us outside and said, "Don't come mm-hmm. home until the lights come exactly. on." Exactly. <laughs> nope. Yep. And you had to entertain yourself, right? You didn't have yeah.
0: a phone. You didn't have an iPad. Like you had no. to have fun yeah. until the until it started to get dark, and then come home. Like you. <laughs>
1: yeah, and we could eat like a Snickers bar and a Dr Pepper oh, because we were <laughs> we were running around and we were. I remember my childhood. I think I ate. My, I ran across the highway, literal highway in Texas. I had a friend whose mother owned a fruit market and like a little farmer's market thing. And I would grab, we could eat whatever we wanted. So I would grab a Dr. Pepper and a Snickers. And of course, my dad was a vegetarian. He was an old hippie. So we ate really well from the garden. But I also remember that we didn't have a lot of the toxicities that we have now in Mm -hmm. um, our environment. And we we just drank that Dr. Pepper. (laughs) And now with our kids, we're like, no, "No." (laughs) oh my God, you've got a Coke, you know? And, um, so yes. And, and I will say that, after watching the Academy Awards last night, fifty is obviously the new twenty. Oh, well, I have
0: to, I have to catch the replays or the uh, yeah. the
1: post. <laughs> did you see that one where they were like, "Alert, announcement: Women over fifty are still hot." Because they were talking about J Lo and uh, Shakira.
0: Oh yeah, I did see it. Yes, yeah. which is true. Like, look it's out for so us because we are ready true. to take on. Well, what's yeah. one thing you want for your future? What What's one thing? You want well, yourself completing in the future or working towards.
1: Well, so a major life goal, I would like to start doing short film. I would like to start oh, wow. storytelling in the form of short movies. I'm so interested in doing documentaries as well, short documentaries, but that's when your fear, like you're you're saying, do it scared. I showed Grace the, your upside down aerial thing you did. <laughs> And she was like, What is Stephanie doing? I said, She's pink. She's pink now. And uh I'm I'm trying it. <laughs> yeah. And so when I think of that, like just to go out and say, Hey, we've got a crew. We're gonna make this, we're gonna tell this little story through the camera, but it's going to be a moving I can see you doing that though. Yeah, bossy enough for sure. But I, I have can
0: the. see you. <laughs> I can see with the vision and say, okay, you need you here. they there. You over there. you right there. Okay, let's, okay, get the camera in. Like, I can tell. Yeah. That,
1: you know? uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I just really just want to do the three things. I want to write for my therapeutic health and my storytelling. I want to sell my work, my, my stories, um, really in all the forms and f- through photography, through short film, um, even feature film, look at Cincinnati, it's become a hub of, it's become a hub for the movies, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. It really and has.
1: Yeah. And so that, this is our second act and you've only got one left. Go No? Well, yeah, you do in high school. So yes. that's like me, we both do. And mm-hmm. we're just Like love y'all don't. Don't slam the door on your way out. Bye. Keep walking. (laughs) You've been raised. You've been raised. Right. We gave you all the You've been raised. (laughs) Get out. out. No. So, yeah, so that's my, those are my goals. And I think the important path to get there would just be to say that you always have to be positive and you always want to look like my husband says, you've only got the present. And so if you're thinking about the past yeah. you're not really rewriting it you're not rewriting your future you're going to go back in that loop so you got to mm. you got to think about the things you want and not worry um because you, what do they say if you're you're praying for something that you you don't want to happen if you're obsessing on it
0: it is going to happen
1: yep and so You want to manifest that horse farm or whatever you want to manifest. Right, Yeah. And I know that word, it sounds so airy-fairy, but it is really visualization and um, you can create your own life. You're Mm co-creating your life. Co-creating. So...
0: I really do. I believe, I totally believe that too. Mm-hmm. I totally believe that things God brings things to you that he really, that if you are feeling that thing, that came from a higher being. That didn't come yes. from like, I just thought of this for like, yes. some reason. So I do believe in writing it down, like continually mm-hmm. seeing it in front of you and you know, your words have power. Towards it. Yeah. I told, I 100% believe that. Well, how mm-hmm. do you stay inspired and motivated? What are you listening to? What are you reading? Um,
1: I right now, am, of course, I shared that book with you, the OMD plan. I'm studying yeah. the plant based, um, and that's been working out great. Um, the intermittent fasting has been working out great for me because I do need to lose a few pounds, and I'm um, it's really clearing my mind. So I don't eat after eight, and I eat after noon, like twelve. Does that make sense? Like afternoon the next day, um, okay. And that's been really good. That's given me a lot of focus, a lot of taking out the foggy brain. And of course, you can drink and have coffee and all that—not alcohol. But um, so, twenty twenty is really about focus for me. So, mm-hmm. I am reading. Well, I'm reading an author, an African American author, Jason Reynolds. He's a young adult mm. author. He's brilliant, and I have not. I've listened to him speak, but being a writer and being someone who advocates for young people, I love finding those authors who are really getting deep and saying something. And he's really good. And he's come here to the mercantile before in Cincinnati y'all. We have this really great library and I always talk about it. The mercantile library downtown, it's a private library and okay. and it's $50 a year and you can get, all the brilliant books you want you know how you're at the library and you can't get anything because everybody has it on hold
0: and i always buy books the work. Mm-hmm. Like i'm like the word you've
1: got I'm, to go i'm yes, like the because i'm
0: like such a book because i like having like if i really like the book i like having it
1: yes and you stacking know, it up like yes
0: it, yeah well day i'm gonna have a live put them in my library here but
1: mm-hmm. and i agree but i do i buy some and then um but a lot of my books i'll get there Um, that's a a wonderful place. It's very peaceful. And if you're in Cincinnati, it's a place where they do yoga, they have lectures, they're very, uh, scrappy and, um, they were, they were started in 1835 as like a scrappy progressive library. Like if you were educated, you couldn't go there. So if you were a Taft, you couldn't go. Um, so I am listening to Kathy Heller's Don't Keep Your Day Job, which I really like. Uh, she, yeah, she also has a book, but you can like binge all of her episodes. She talks to really successful people, um, in every you know area, really. Um, who else do I like? Gosh, I like people like Glennon Doyle and um, Nadia, what's her name? The Lutheran minister. I like really, you know. I like really scrappy people who just tell it like it is. Shocking, I know, but... I know, like
0: (laughs) like, like somebody who's prim and proper.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Um, I like Brene Brown, um, but sometimes I think it's good to get in on the podcast when that person is really, like Kathy Heller, she's getting so big now Mm -hmm. and her community is so big that um, she's doing a lot of... um, just a lot of retreats and different things like that. So I really like her early stuff when she was just a gal in her living room talking mm-hmm. about, you know, talking about her life and 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 she's very inspiring. So I suggest that okay. I'll
0: check her yeah. out. Well, mm-hmm. where can uh, well, I know that? I you can talk a little about where people can find you and tell them oh, where yes. they can listen to you and learn about your business and follow what yeah. you're doing.
1: Well, Robin Dodd Photography across all the platforms, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook and my husband and I, you know, he, he's a home renovator. And so I have a new Instagram account called at, at the Dodd life, which yes. And I have two podcasts, mother, may I, uh, Stephanie's going to be a guest on and, um, the Dodd Life, which is kind of chronicles our crazy family, and I really started it just because I wanted I wanted to have that when I'm old. <laughs> so, but I decided that I'm doing all of our home. People love if you're an old house person, you're an old house person, and people love to follow um, your journey on that. So I thought, well, we'll just that be we'll fun. Just, yeah, yeah, we'll take we pictures, out. bring this old girl back to life. It's gonna be a long, dramatic journey. But that's what we're doing, um, and that's where you can find me.
0: Thank you, Robin, so much. I'm definitely going to share all those in the show notes so that everyone can check them out. And I need to check out The Dodd Life because I just found out about that. <laughs>
1: oh, that's a good one for <laughs> well, you. Well, not, to... the,
0: not the podcast, but the uh, Instagram. Oh, oh, oh. I was going to oh, say, yeah, the no, Dodd Life is, life is funny. To listen
1: to, yeah. It's...
0: The Dodd Life is funny. Oh, my it's gosh. a bit
1: rambly. <laughs> but, and I'm a bit rambly. But... It works. It
0: works. Well, thank you, Robin, so much. And you are definitely living your sweetest life and working towards it. I love it. I love everything about you. Thank you All right. so much.
1: Take care. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye.